Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Everybody, it's Michael Colomb here with Mimosas with Michael, and I'm actually in a different background today because um, I've been sitting in my room, and it was that orange, dull orange wall and that bright window. So I thought at least this is much prettier. So we're shaking up a, a bit today, and then today I'm joined by the special guest Camden Toy. How are you, sir? Okay. How are you? I'm doing really good. Just uh, you know, sitting out here on my on my back porch doing a little podcast. I can hear my neighbors yeah, talking next door. It looks lovely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, like I was telling you, I wanted to, um, you and I are the same manager and I don't really know a lot of his clients. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to, you know, introduce everybody and also sure. for you and I to meet and talk. And I did a little bit of research on you, so I'm very familiar, but I also thought we'll make this a little organic and you can just, I don't know, tell me about who Camden Toy is. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. So you're, well, first, first you're an actor, right? Uh, correct. Yeah. Well, I, I'm a film actor uh, and also stage and, 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 and theater. Um, but I also uh, was a film editor for a number of years, uh, fresh out of high school. And nice. I, also, I also did some editing um, 20 years ago or so. Um, okay. Yeah. And I've done a little bit of screenwriting, but not a huge amount, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Good. Yeah, that's kind of where I, I, my, my genre is sort of screenwriting and then moving into directing. But um, I don't know if you know, but I started off as a, as a script supervisor. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so I walked off my job at the age of 30 because I was like, I don't want to do this crap anymore. It's a lot of work. It's very tedious work. Yes. Yeah. But I, I actually like it. It made me a better, it made me a better filmmaker. It made me a better writer, a better director. So um, I'm actually very grateful for that. It was just a long it's a yeah, it's a difficult job. But as an editor, you understand how important it is. Oh yeah, yeah. So I so I do love that. Yeah. So, so um, I did notice on your on your thing, and I know that this is probably the question. I don't know if you get asked this a lot, but I want to talk a little bit about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Sure. Because um, I mean it was such a it's such a cult show when it was when it was first on after the movie naturally, and then I think to this day people are just still sort of like it's one of Joss Whedon's best shows. It's funny. I, I think it's actually in some ways more popular now than it's ever been. And I think it's, that's because, you know, each generation, <laughs> it sounds like yeah. we're talking about the Slayer, right? The generations. Yeah, it's right. Kind of funny. But each generation kind of passes it on to the next generation. You know, the, the mothers and the grandmothers and the yeah. you know, grandfathers and the fathers and the, and the friends pass it on to their next generation. And uh, I, I think the younger generation at first goes, this sounds goofy. I don't know, you know, and then yeah. they are exposed to it and they, they love it, you know, and it's, yeah. I, I'm amazed when I, I still do conventions occasionally and I'm amazed that sometimes I'll be sitting at my table and three, sometimes four generations of women will be standing in front of me going, we'd love your work. Really? That's, <laughs> and it, that's and so it's awesome. Not, yeah. And it's not because of course they saw it when it was on television back, you know, 20 years ago, it's because yeah. they, they were exposed to it by a friend or a family member. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I remember watching. I mean, I loved the movie when it first came out. It came it was out fun. Very. I candy. might have been. 
Yeah, it might have been when I was in high school. But then, like, the show came out, and people, it was just like, oh, it was kind of fun. But as campy as the movie was, I feel like the show had was a little bit darker, a little more serious in some ways. But it totally. was fun. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, um, and then I'm just trying to think of, like, really, I think um, nowadays we're dealing with this strange thing. So, you know, I always write movies that are very, like, end of the world, you know, um, global pandemic sort of thing. But now it's like we're actually living in a real life horror movie in a strange way. <laughs> yeah. You know, so here in LA, we've been on this, um, we've been on this lockdown now, I guess lockdown, but shelter at home for about six weeks. I think we're going on our seventh week. Um, right. Of course, it's interesting because the rest of the world is like Florida was on lockdown for two weeks. So like, ah, we're good. <laughs> but we're actually, I mean, we still have like another two weeks to go, I think, before they even raise our, our, but I remember the first week or so, I was just sitting there and I looked at my roommate and he goes, this feels so surreal. Like, right. you're watching the news and it's just like, it's spreading like wildfire and, and and people were like just dying like left and right and they still are sadly. But like, um, how are you find, like how are you adapting to it? I mean, and do you find that it's affected your career a little bit or? Um, well, it's definitely affected my career. Um, I, I did have an audition the other day, which was nice. They, you know, and they had me, you know, self, self-record and, oh, okay. and, and send it in, you know, via um, EchoCast on uh, Actors Access. Um, so that was nice. I mean, they were, they, you know, the casting director was like, listen, I know that, you know, you're, you're going to be recording this on a, whatever you have. Don't go out and spend a lot of money. Um, I'm, we're not expecting that, you know, if you even want to do it on your iPhone, that's fine. I ended yeah. up doing it on my, my girlfriend has a, a fairly, fairly good Canon camera so that we did it on that. Nice. So it, it actually ended up, it ended up being okay. But uh, I, I was really encouraged to see that the casting people were encouraging us to, to uh, not make a big thing out of it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's like, I think, in this sort of day and age, it's like, they're not going to record the show that way, but it's, I mean, this is good enough quality. And I think like all my late night shows are, are doing it. The news is doing it. So I think just right now, this is the sort of world we live in, which is right. just everybody's talking through a computer or you can have zoom and stuff on your phone. So it's very fascinating how in just a matter of like weeks, everybody said we had to adapt. We had no choice. Right. Right. And it's like, like, um, I usually, I usually leave the house with a backpack and stuff, but I haven't been leaving the house, but I'll have to run errands or I'll just want to walk around the neighborhood and just get some, some fresh air and sun. And so I ended up having to like order like a list, a little sling bag, but just so I could carry my mask, some hand wipes, hand sanitizer, just because it's like, you just never know. You want to be safe. And right. like, I never thought that I would have to like, first of all, I never thought I'd have to fight to find toilet paper, but to be able to like, even even such a strange necessity is like taking it for granted that like you know i i just touched my face great i mean i just washed my hands before but it's just i i will like after every i just feel like every five minutes i'm like i should just wash my hands or grab some sort of sanitizer like it's just so interesting how we've adapted just even to that right right so i do i do think it'll be interesting to see how the the industry will have changed after we kind of come back into the the fold you know yeah i'm curious um, so what is one of your favorite roles that you've done? Then? Let's talk about that. Um, I, I would say my, I have two favorite roles, actually. One is a theater role and one is a television role. Oh, okay. um, I love theater. So perfect. 
Yeah, my favorite theater role was uh, I did a production of The Scarlet Letter, Nathaniel Hoffman's The Scarlet mm. Letter. Um, yes. In, in New York uh, with the Tiny Mythic Theater Company, which is uh, a theater company there that does really cutting edge, wonderful work. And um, we developed it. There was, I think, 25 of us. Uh, Rachel True was in the, in the cast. This was before she had really kind of her career had taken off. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, we ended up spending several months in rehearsals, and most of the rehearsals were improvs. But we first actually read the book with the cast. The cast, uh, the, this large cast, would sit around every night in a circle and and go around the circle, uh, you know, taking turns reading the book. Oh, interesting. And, yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was a, and I played the the role of Chillingworth, who who is sort of the heavy in the in in the in the, in the in the, in the in the book yeah and it was such a, it's such a wonderful role uh i almost didn't didn't think i was going to get the role and i you know nobody else basically wanted the role i was really kind of amazed because i thought for sure i'd be fighting for that role yeah and um i ended up getting that role and having a great time with it um how, how long did the, the show run for uh it ran for a couple months okay nice. we were at the ohio theater which is right across the street from the worcester group over on on Worcester in 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 uh, Soho. Nice. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah. So that was an incredible role, and um, I just had a great time with it. And then my favorite television role is uh, the role of Narl on uh, the episode Same Time Same Place for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, uh, awesome! Season, season seven, and he was literally the Hannibal Lecter of the demon world. And because of that, there was just so much. So much to, so much richness in this character. Uh, Jane Espenson, who wrote, who wrote the, ep the episode. Oh, I love Jane. She's a good friend of mine. She's wonderful. Oh, oh isn't she wonderful? Yeah. yeah, she's she's a lovely, lovely woman, and and, and a delicious, beautiful writer. Um, yeah, uh, just amazing. So she wrote this this character, and I remember when I got the the the, the sides to, to for the audition. Uh, I I had got them on a Friday. I had the whole weekend to play with it before I went in Monday. And I remember going through the script going, oh my God, it was just, it was so Dude, when it comes, rich. When it comes to character development, I think Jane is, she's so good at that. You know, she, she came one of the head writers for um, Once Upon a Time that was on the oh, show yes. for a Yes, 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 um, absolutely. I actually met her because she, she did this web series a few years ago called Husbands. And it was, oh, okay, I, yeah. did you ever see that? It was basically about- I vaguely remember that. Yeah, it was just a web series where um, these two guys just wake up in Vegas like it was legal to be married as gay guys and they wake up in Vegas getting married and they're just like the hell do we do now so she was like one of the co-writers and it was just a charming little web series that she did with this other guy uh, I want to say Brad Bell I'm going with that um, but like I was a scriptwriter for the first season and, and we and I just became friends and so we every once in a while would um, we email each other back and forth uh, I set up a writing workshop for her once at the rioter store in burbank before that closed down so she's she's very lovely and we've had drinks before so i i'm glad yeah i'm glad that you got to be in one of her episodes i like that a lot. yeah she's yeah, great she she's great. fantastic she's great so and then um if you had to do any role I, I i know you've been acting for a long time so you've probably done everything but if there is there something you've never done before like a specific role um i have never done king lear i would love to do king lear okay let's get on that yeah. matt yeah, let's get him King Lear. <laughs> just kidding. Matt's probably going to watch us and call me and go, Michael. No, I'm just kidding. 
you know, when I ask, um, when I ask out of a lot of actors, they're always like, I want to play a villain. Like, just for some reason, actors love just, because I think villains are so much more like. Oh, they're fun to play. They're a yeah. lot of fun to play. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you think everybody wants to, um, you think actors always want to be like a lead actor because, you know, all of that, but you look at somebody like Javier Bardem, who's just like so evil and he, and he plays several bad guys and he's just so different and diverse every time he does it. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, why wouldn't you want to play the bad guy? It's the one time you could be mean without really being mean, I think. Well, I think it was Mike Ironside that said, you know, the great thing about playing the villain is that, you know, uh, you get to beat everybody up throughout the entire film or the entire episode and you get, you're, you, you get beaten up only once at the end while, you know, the hero is getting beaten up the entire, <laughs> entire time. I never thought about that. That's actually very true. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, that's actually a good way to look at it. Um, and they always get their comeuppance, but it is true. I, yeah. I love writing really good um, bad guys. As a, yeah, 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 and it's like, and that's what's interesting because like, like I write a lot of horror, and it's always like, you want to, you always want to write those really cool deaths, you know, but that the, and then the killer always gets like the coolest one at the end. Sometimes, sure. You know. Yeah. That's always fun. Um, yeah. If, if I, I try to look, but have you ever done a horror movie? I don't know. I'm sorry, I didn't know, but I looked it up um, online. I didn't see anything. Yeah, I did. Um, let's see. Um, there's a couple of things. A couple of things I did with uh, Joe Hollow. You know Joe? Okay. I don't know. I'm not that familiar with his name. Um, yeah, I did did a couple of horror films with Joe. You know? Okay. Yeah. I, do, I he, love horror. He was definitely a horror writer and director. Uh, well, you know, it's, one, it's one was called Disciples, and the other one was called uh, Blood Story. Blood Story. That's an int- I love that title. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, 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 Barring on the side that like. The um the evil person is fun to play. I love writing horror because I find it oddly cathartic. You know, it's like when you're I don't know, it's like you're having a bad day or things are frustrating and you can just like get up in there and it's just like and if you're mad at somebody who you can kind of write something that reminds you of them and you can just choke them out. It's I guess it's some weird way it's sort of like but people always tell me like, Oh, horror is just so weird, it's gross, I don't like it. And I said, True, but everybody I know who makes horror movies is very well adjusted because I feel like yeah, we just I, take I don't. I don't know if you saw it. I also worked on. You know. You know the. Epi, you know the. Uh, the series Into the Dark that's on Hulu. Yes. 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 Blum, Blumhouse is producing it. Um, yeah, I have a lot of friends I, that work on that show. Yeah. Yeah, I did an episode called Uncanny Annie, which we, oh, we nice. shot. We shot late last year. It was. Um, I pretty much I play the 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 character called the the prankster who is uh, basically a poltergeist character. Oh, okay, fun. Yeah, yeah. So it's, oh, it's definitely horror. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Bl- Blumhouse is kind of changing, I think, the horror industry in a lot of ways. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because they have a, a great deal with, with uh, Universal, which is great. So it gets to a wide audience, you know, like with the relaunch of Halloween. But then, like, they do have this Hulu show where, you know, you can be sitting at home and they just, and I think that show really geared towards a lot of the holidays, right? So, yeah they do a new episode every month and yeah. it's uh, it's themed according to it's themed to that month uh yeah. like the one i did was themed for halloween which was so it was october um yeah. they had they did one that was themed for uh thanksgiving in november where, i remember that one yet yeah i don't remember seeing it but i remember seeing the previews for it i guess i guess you know, it's like, you know, middle-class families having Thanksgiving dinner and the pilgrims, the pilgrims show up. Like, I have like, to, I have to watch the series. I, you know, I, 
I film so much that sometimes I get behind on television. Sure. Sure. And then, um, and I have such ADD. So it's like when the television's on, I just kind of lose focus. So if I want to get anything done, I never watch television until at night. And sometimes I hate watching horror at night because it kind of scares me, which, which is why I love about horror. Like it still scares me even though I make it. Yeah. I've been watching. Yeah. I know. I hear you. Uh, I've been watching uh, Penny Dreadful like, lately. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I saw yeah. the first season of that. It's so good. Uh, yeah, and we're watching we're watching the first season right now, and I had forgotten how good it was. I think I saw the first episode a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I had forgotten just how delicious and wonderful that series is. And it's yeah. so well written and so well uh, acted. Um, it's really good. Do Do you have a favorite horror movie? Yeah, my horror my favorite horror movie is probably the first one that I saw as a kid. I was probably ten or eight or. I don't know, really young when I first saw it was The, the Haunting. Oh, The Haunting, yeah. Oh, that's the one with um, The Haunting. I know that one. With Claire Bloom and uh, Richard Johnson as the parapsychologist. Yes. It's, it's black and white. It was uh, uh, yep, yep. Robert, Robert Wise directed it. Yes. It's, it's, nice. it's, it's, there's basically no special effects. It's all just you know atmosphere and, and sound effects. And, and it's just... I think that's, I think that's, sometimes it's more creepy. I think so know? too. Yeah. It's like sometimes not, it's the not knowing or like, or like the anticipation that nothing happening sometimes, or then it right. happens when right. you least expect it. I think it's so much more. Um, I mean, I think it gets Blumhouse. I know Blumhouse is doing a lot better, but sometimes a lot of their movies, I feel like sort of rely on jump scares, which I feel like work, but it's also the suspense leading up to it, which just really makes it scarier in my opinion. So you really, right. have, I think you have to focus on atmosphere and sound and, and sometimes just having the production design, you know, you can, I mean, I filmed at some places where I just walked in and I was like, this is, it's just led itself. Like, you know, in film, sometimes we abandon in like old buildings or, you know, abandoned places. You just walk in, you're like, already I'm terrified and nothing's happened. It's just, it's just has like this sort of atmospheric vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, so that's good. And then, um, Wait, what would be your favorite movie? We don't have to talk about horror specifically, but what would be one of your favorite movies? Oh boy, that's... Um, you know, it's such a strange question if people ask that because you could have so many. Um, I'm a big fan of Once Upon a Time in, uh, in the West, Sergio okay. Leone. I think it's really Sergio Leone's best film. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's, you know, I think the film is almost three hours long and I think maybe there's, maybe there's like 20 pages of dialogue. It is such an epic, the way it's shot. Have you seen it? No, I've never seen it. Oh, I highly recommend it. Okay, I'm going to watch it. Watch yeah, it's, I highly recommend it. I think it's Leone's best film. I know he's best known for, you know, um, you know, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. For Which is dollars. a great film. Yeah, yeah, a great film. But I think there's something about, well, I think one of the things, he was so smart in the casting. He, he cast uh, Henry Fonda as probably the most cold-blooded killer you could imagine. And up until that point in Henry Fonda's career, he always played upstanding nice guys. So you don't expect Henry Fonda to be this cold-blooded killer. Yeah. You, you just just like so the juxtaposition of that in your mind with the fact that he's playing this cold-blooded killer is just so shocking. And also, so often with those films, they often get sometimes sometimes I hate saying it, but often second-rate actors to play those those roles because yeah. they spend a lot of money on the leads already. Um, 
and and Henry Fonda is just an amazing actor. So to watch him play this character in a multi multi layered way is, yeah. is just wonderful. Um, it's it's really good. And who's one of your favorite directors that you've worked with? Oh oh um my as a well, you know I love uh, Paul Paul Davis who who directed Uncanny Annie is wonderful. Okay. Um, um, James Contner, who directed the uh, the Gnarl episode, the same time, same place episode for Buffy, okay. was uh, was quite good. Um, um, yeah, I mean those are, those are two that really stand out for me. And then would would you say Sergio Leone is one of your favorite directors then that that you haven't worked with just in general? Yeah, no, I, I haven't. Unfortunately, I never got a chance to work with Sergio Leone, but um, okay. wouldn't that be cool? But he was he was amazing, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure you probably get asked this a lot, but as someone you know, who's who's had this like long career and has done a lot, um, what advice would you give to people who are just starting the industry? And it could be either be filmmaker or actor, you know, because I I know you've been on both sides of the camera. Yeah, um, I think you know I I, I do get this uh, question asked this uh, by young upcoming uh, actors will often mm -hmm. say to me. Hey, you know how how do I go about picking my roles? And I'm always like, let, let, let me let, let me tell you how you do that. You get offered a role, you take it. <laughs> and I it's hate amazing. Saying, there's no big secret. There's no big secret. Yeah, there's no secret. <laughs> if unless you're unless you're Jack Nicholson, yeah. you know, you're not picking and choosing your roles. And of course, you know you don't take a role. Let's say you know that that that. that is, is against your moral fiber, for instance. Okay, obviously you're gonna turn that down. But but generally speaking, I mean, I, th I can't remember what a acting director said, uh, I think what acting acting coach said to me years ago when some some actor in the class was complaining about the scripts being bad, and he was like, he was like saying, these are better scripts than you will ever get in your career. Your job as an actor is to take a bad script and make it good. So stop complaining about the script. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Yeah, it's it's true. It's um, I've worked on a, I've worked on plenty of, of movies that have bad scripts. But you know sometimes it's interesting. There's a lot you can do on set. There's a lot you can do in post that I I learned. Absolutely, absolutely. And sometimes I've worked on movies where I'm like, eh, we'll see. And I get to post, I'm like, okay. There's like there's a movie here, I you know I kind of like things, it. So. Things, can, things can change in the editing room. There's no doubt about yeah. it. And also, if you're committed to what you're doing, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I and I think probably one of the things is, is you, I would just say is like look at it as a challenge. Like like just because it's a bad script, like you can find those nuggets of goodness. I think as an I mean I have to do it as a as a filmmaker, so I see it all the time. You know I've gotten things where I have to direct it. I'm like okay, this is something different, but I can find those moments in there you know right right it's, it's i think it's like that so that's i like that advice thank you for sharing that um anything coming up for you in the future that that um, you should know right now uh because of this because of this you know sheltering in place the things are really lean so yeah. mostly uh, uh right now i'm in graduate school for clinical psychology oh wow interesting yeah so that's oh i love that's, it that's, that's pretty full-time i mean i still you know i still occasionally will go off and work on a television show or a film yeah. Um, but, um, but that's what I'm really concentrating on right now. And partly and then, because things are so slow right now. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, yeah, it's, I'm getting antsy. I mean, luckily I, I can walk around my neighborhood and, um, LA 
LA is transit enough with everybody in their cars. We don't take public transportation all the time. Right, so you right. can you can actually go places and not be around people, which is kind of nice. So right. I'll take like drives or I'll go up to like, I went up to the um, the poppies a couple weeks ago to look at the, the poppies. Because at least there, you don't have to, you can go on a, on a little road and not be around anybody. Um, and I've been yeah, studying we, for. No, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was, and I've been studying photography so I can take pictures and it kind of just be in my own world. So I'm happy about that, but I will be happy when I could just go to a restaurant or see a movie or, you know, grab a drink with a friend. Yeah. We just, we just went up to Big Sur uh, last weekend. Big Sur is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And you know, most everything's closed right now. So it was a little difficult, but we would pull off to the side of the road and, you know, take in the view and get back in the car. You know, I mean, yeah, it was, it was gorgeous. There's kind of nowhere to go. You're not, not on any schedule. You just go and do it. That's a good idea. Exactly. Yeah, I've been thinking about taking um, road trips like that just to sort of like see the world right now. I know it's kind of hard because you can't stop anywhere to eat. Like that's one of the things I love about road trips is finding a nice little cafe or, or, or bar or someplace I've never been and just kind of like, I do that a lot when I travel because I travel so much for what I film and for work. And I'll be like a new place where I've never been and I'll just walk the street and I'll be like, oh, that place looks so like a little mom and pop like brewery or a little restaurant. I'll just go in and like talk and you can't do that now, yeah. I know. <laughs> soon soon we'll have that so what is one of the first things you would do then when the um when the shelter in place gets lifted do you have oh any good goals? lord uh yeah go, go eat in a restaurant uh, <laughs> it's funny go, how go, like you, you know go and like actually you know go into a starbucks as opposed to doing a drive-through you know starbucks mean, we're, for- close. Yeah, we're fortunate we have a we have a starbucks right down the street so we can do a drive-through but nice. um yeah. yeah, you can't you can't go in anymore, you know. It's uh, interesting how you take those kind of things for granted, which yeah. I never did, but it's it's just so like, I just want to go have lunch with a friend or like sometimes be here and I'm like, that'd be a good time. It's like a lovely evening. I'd love to just go have dinner. And one good thing about LA is a lot of our restaurants we can sit outside. Sure. So I'm just like, I just, or go to the beach. Yeah, so weird. Um, anyways, we have to wrap it up. It does go pretty quickly, this, these 30 minutes. Uh, any other anything else you want to tell about yourself where people can find you um uh, oh you can you can find me on facebook i'm the only camden toy on facebook and uh and on, on twitter it's camden underscore toy um okay so yeah it's easy to find easy to find me and i have my page on um facebook set to public so anybody can view it anybody can can you know okay. post on it yeah, I don't, I, I don't keep it private, so uh, it's open to the fans. Perfect, and um, I'll put it in the, the show notes as well, so some people can find. Oh, great, you. thank you. Thanks. Um, and you, but you're not on Instagram. Just want to make sure. No, I, I, you okay. know, I, I, okay. I, I find, I find that I spend so much time already on Facebook and Twitter mm-hmm. that I'm like, I just, it was hard for me to justify going on to a third. Well, even now, though everybody seems to be on Instagram now. <laughs> well, and, and now, especially during the, this pandemic, everybody's been like in the mood to just stay focused and sane. So everybody, like TikTok is blowing up now. Yes, and, I hear that. And I love TikTok, but I like I like Instagram because you can just post pictures and talk. But like, I'm not that clever. I guess, I don't know. I can do little mini things. TikTok is just a lot. I don't, because then you have to edit. Yeah. I'm like, I, I already make enough movies that it just seems weird to be like with my phone already. So. Yeah, anyways, I hear it was such a pleasure to, to really officially like meet you. I'm sorry we have to do it over the computer and not in person, but um, I'm sure will, that will change soon. And you live in LA, right? 
actually I live in San Luis Obispo, which is which is a stone's throw from from LA. Yeah, yeah, I've been up here for I've been up here for a couple of years now. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, my girlfriend and I live up here. It's it's just so lovely, and I love the fact that it's it's a little quieter than L.A. I lived in L.A. almost twenty years. Um, yeah, I'm, I've hit my twentieth year. I can see why people want to move. Yeah, I just well, it, what happened was I, <clears throat> excuse me, I was introduced to my girlfriend, and he lived up here, and I started spending more time up here, and eventually I was like, hmm, I think I've moved here. <laughs> yeah. It sometimes just happens, I guess. Yeah, so. it sort of happened organically that way. Yeah. Hey, the, I love things that are organic. So that's perfect. Speaking of which, because I have all these flowers behind me, which, by the way, these are fake. I don't know if you can oh. tell. <laughs> but it looks real, so I love it. It's a nice little backdrop. Yes. So, so anyways, um, thank you so much, uh, Camden. Everybody, Camden Toy. And uh, again, this is Mimosas with Michael. You can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play. I, I mean, if there's a there's a platform for a podcast for audio. So, uh, and mimosas with Michael.com. Everybody again, Camden Toy. Thank you very much, sir. Have a great day. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Take care. Bye bye.